Well, praise be to the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. He is alive and powerful, praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> we give you praise, Lord. We give ourselves into your mighty hand, and I commit this message into your hand, O oh God. And I thank you for the working of your spirit in Jesus' name. I bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. I break your authority over the hearts and minds and lives of people. And I thank you, Father, for liberty by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want us to turn to James in the New Testament, chapter 4. And we'll begin with James, chapter 4, beginning in verse 8. You know, we'll just, we have to read verse 7. So James 4, beginning in verse 7, it says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise God. So the very important thing, if you were to look a, a verse back, we don't want to be proud. We don't want to be people that think we are self-sustaining. But we need God. Therefore, we submit ourselves to God. And we resist the devil in a very powerful way. We stand against him. And the Bible says that as we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, that the devil will flee from us. What makes the difference? God in, our, in and through our life. Amen? So if you try to resist the devil in your own strength, you will surely fail. But if you resist the devil in the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you will never fail. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so it's vitally important that we understand Jesus' lordship makes all the difference in and through our lives. It goes on to say in verse 8, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Praise God forever. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And then it says, Cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded lament and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves in the sight of, God, of the Lord and he will lift you up praise God and so as we understand that as we draw near to God there is a absolute promise here that he will draw near to us the Bible is clear draw near to God and he will draw near to you how do we draw near to God well the Bible uh, gives us some understanding just in this particular place it says cleanse your hands in other words the things you do change your life change how you are, are conducting your deeds in life what it's actually talking about here all the way through from verse 8 to verse 10, is repentance. Amen? Uh, the, the second half of verse 8, where it says, cleanse your hands, and then over into the first half of verse 10, where it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. That's all, all the way through that. It's giving a picture of repentance, praise God. Repentance is the very foundation of our relationship with God through Jesus the Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen? Amen? 
Without repentance, there's no remission of sins, the Bible says. So it's very important that we see that this is speaking of repentance, and it's showing us that repentance is more than just saying, I'm sorry. A lot of people think that if they just say, I'm sorry, that uh, God will make it all good, and that, uh, you know, uh, nothing is to happen. Well, that's not very scriptural. And even in this particular place of scripture, just looking at this alone, we see that repentance is more than just saying, I'm sorry. There's no place in here where it talks about you saying you're sorry. It's talking about a change of life. It's talking about a change of mind. It's talking about a change of heart. It's talking about you... Uh, turning to God that he might turn to you. Praise the Lord. True repentance is from the heart. And when I say heart, I'm speaking uh, like the core of who you are, what makes you up in your, what you think about, what your aspirations are. Yes, you are a spirit. Yes, you abide first spirit, and that is the core of who you are. You're a spirit. But it goes even beyond that. Uh, not just your makeup as a spirit, soul, and body, but you as, as having a relationship with God, you being able to draw near to God, it is of the spirit, no doubt about it, but you have to get your mind right, you have to get your desires right, and you have to uh, let it be by the word and the spirit. Bring it under the lordship of Jesus himself, praise God. That is true repentance. It's not just saying, I'm sorry, and, and Lord, forgive me, and then just going on. Even though there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm sorry, in and of itself. Nothing wrong with saying, Lord, forgive me, in and of itself. We need to go deeper, go further. We need to draw near to God. Amen? So true repentance is from the heart, or the very core of who you are. The Bible says that God looks on the heart. He sees all of you. But he looks first and foremost, priority one, he's looking at your heart. And, uh, you know, you cut a tree down and the, the center of that stump is the heart of the tree. Amen. There are other things I could give as a, uh, a, a teaching in like manner. But the core of who you are, what makes up your desires? What are your imaginations? What are your thoughts? What, what is it that makes you tick? so to speak. And uh, that's what God looks at, and that's what God sees first and foremost. You can't fool God, is what I'm trying to say. You can say you're sorry with your words, but if your heart is not in it, if you're just sorry you got caught, if you're just sorry you're in a pickle, if you're just sorry this or that, but you're not sorry you offended God, you're not sorry you went a bit against His Word, you're not sorry that you stepped out of the Lordship of Jesus, then it's not true repentance. And you're not going to draw near to God. And you're not going to know His presence in your life as you should. Are you listening to me? Repentance is not just saying, I'm sorry. Repentance means a change of mind and it, uh, resulting in a change of lifestyle. And it begins with a heart that begins to resonate in your thoughts and it begins to resonate throughout how you conduct your affairs or, or uh, how you live your life. Let's say it that way. Amen? And so, you know, many people would find it, uh, would find it 
somewhat of a, a strange thing that I've just said. Uh, there are some religions that say you just, you know, say your uh, certain prayers and you do your certain uh, rituals and everything's fine. You know, you, you uh, pray about it and then you just leave it and you go on. Well, the Word of God testifies against that way of thinking. Amen? Testifies against that way of believing. Even though God will forgive, even though God will uh, move in your life, the greatest understanding of Him drawing near is, again, you drawing near to Him. And just saying, I'm sorry, or just saying a prayer and doing some ritual is not really drawing near to God. That's just a religious act. There's a lot of religious people that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They're not saved. There's a lot of religious people that they're going to hell. Are you listening to me? They may be faithful to church. They may do a lot of things. They may even know a lot of things about the Bible. But as far as knowing God through their church attendance, knowing God through the Bible, knowing the, the presence and the power of God in their life, they don't know that. And so we need to make certain that we're truly drawing near to God, not only uh, in this day and hour, but in the coming days, all the days of our life. We should be living unto Jesus. We should be living unto the Lordship of Jesus in our life. I want us to go to 2 Corinthians now. 2 Corinthians, and let's look at chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse... 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Again, I'm reading the New King James. And it reads, For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. You know, there are two different kinds of repentance. I've already talked a little bit about the godly repentance. There is a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. And that is the godly sorrow that you have offended God. And it causes you to seek God. It causes you to seek after God. It causes you to turn to God. Knowing that you've offended him, knowing that you've stepped out of the lordship of Jesus, knowing you're not right with God, knowing that you need him, knowing that you must have his intervention. That's godly sorrow that leads to a turnaround in your life, that leads to salvation. And whether that be salvation of being born again for the first time, or whether that be uh, Allowing God to cleanse you of sin and to inter interject His power and presence in your life. Whatever the case, uh, people sin even after they've uh, accepted Jesus, but they turn to God and they don't run from God. Amen? And that's vitally important. So godly sorrow is not something that's going to crush you. It's not something that you're going to run away from God over. No, it's quite the opposite. It's going to draw you to Himself. There are things in your heart and life that you're going to be sorrowful and because of, again, you've offended God, you've stepped out of the parameters of His Word, you're, no, you're not in the Lordship of Jesus, so you run to Him that He might deliver you. 
from the power of sin. Amen? But the worldly sorrow leads to death. Worldly sorrow, you just feel the, you know, the damnation of it all. You just feel the weight of your sin, the weight of your situation, the weight of your problems. And you don't either know the Lord Jesus or you... Uh, think that he would never forgive you or whatever the case and the devil wants to use that sorrow to cause you to commit suicide to cause you to run from God to cause you to to do stupid things and you need to understand that God will use the things in your life to bring you to himself it doesn't mean he made them happen he is he is not the problem he is your savior he is your salvation so come to God in your sorrow let your repentance come forth uh, as you know that you've offended God turn to God it's an amazing thing that most people they don't realize it but they will tell you afterwards that after they have turned their life around over to God that they they are astonished that God was there all along you know as we turn our lives around as we turn from our sin to God or as we turn to God from our sin in reality we turn to God from our sin we find that he was there all along we didn't realize it because we were walking away from him our eyes were not on him we were not looking unto Jesus we were looking to our own way we were going away from God and therefore we didn't realize that he was he was there behind us all the time all we had to do was just turn around and turn to God, and there he was. There he is. Amen? And I encourage you, dear ones, you can turn to God no matter how far away you may feel you are. He is there. He's omnipresent, and he said he would never leave you nor forsake you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn to God from your sin, and you will find his holy presence has been with you the whole time. You just were looking the wrong way. Yeah. I want us to turn now to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And we're going to look at verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You know, we find worship is the quickest way to get into the presence of the Lord when it's of a heart of true, a true heart and it's true worship. It's from the heart. Amen. It's from a heart of thankfulness. Um, when we say worship, it could be prayer. It could be singing songs. It could be declaring his word. It can be laying before him, prost, uh, prostrate before him on the, on the floor. It can be uh, playing instruments, of uh, uh, musical instruments to the Lord. It can be even dancing. The Bible talks about the dancing before the Lord. Now, this is not uh, the way the world sees things. We're not 
just picking up a, a musical instrument just to, to jam. We're not going to dance around in some lewd manner. We're not going to, you know, just lay before God and have a nap. No, this is a, a from the heart, you're reaching out to God. And in these uh, mannerisms, these scriptural mannerisms, we're reaching out to God and we're offering ourselves in these ways to please Him. That's our desire, to put the Word of God into action and to please Him as we're doing it, praise God. From the heart, we worship the Lord. We worship Him, having a thankfulness for His goodness and mercy that fail not. Having a thankfulness for the precious blood of Jesus. Having a thankfulness for His Holy Spirit at work in and through our lives. Having a thankfulness for the enduring Word and the Lordship of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Then in true worship we draw near to God. We enter into His gates with thanksgiving, praise God. We enter into His courts with praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And as we are thankful to the living God for His goodness and mercy, we're thankful to the living God for His great love toward us, then it's easy to reciprocate that thankfulness and put it into motion in prayer and song and in, in laying before Him and just just letting Him wor uh, work in and through you as you put yourself a living sacrifice, if you will. Amen? Yeah. And to go forth. But it, it's, a, it's a work of humility. It's not a work of arrogance. It's not a work of, of drumming something up and, and saying, well, I'm just going to do this and God's going to have to receive it. No. It's doing it in humility and thankfulness and and of the heart, you're, you're asking the Lord to receive what you're doing. You're asking the Lord to receive your offering of praise and thanksgiving. Your offering of worship, praise God. And in that, in that uh, mode of life, in that mode of faith, then you will find yourself drawing near to God. You will find yourself in that, in that uh, application of the word and that application of your faith and that thankfulness being expressed, that you're going to naturally, supernaturally, naturally, you're going to enter into God's presence. Amen. Amen. So a true desire to please God from the heart is expressed in these different ways. Amen. And it's, you know, we thank God, and we're in the New Testament now, we're not in the place of the psalm as far as uh, in the Old Testament. We are now in the New Testament where the blood of Jesus has been shed, where the Holy Spirit has been given in a way that was never given in the Old Testament. So we can touch God and He can touch us in a manner that it was not known in the Old Testament, praise God. Hallelujah. And we're thankful for that. Praise the Lord. And that brings us to the ultimate life of repentance is found in Psalm 103. So I want us to go to Psalm 103. So you have the, the different actions of worship as far as, as we've already talked about, prayer, singing, you know, laying before Him, playing instruments, dancing, you know, having that expression in that manner. But there's another manner that, that you need to lock in on and hold on to all the days of your life. This that I was talking about in the prayer and, and uh, 
singing and different things like that. That's more of a private thing. That's what you do uh, primarily when it's just you and God or maybe as a congregation where you're just worshiping the Lord. But what I'm about to share with you is what you do out in the real world among unbelievers, among people that don't know God. We can be a praise to God, to the unbeliever. In verse 1 of Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord. Now, bless the Lord could be understood as to praise the Lord, to express that, that you know, that uh, thankfulness and praise unto, unto the name of the Lord. But another way to look at that is it's always increase. Everywhere you see bless, it means to increase. Doesn't matter if it's being blessed in your spirit, you want your spirit to increase in the things of God. Your flesh, you want it to be healthy. Amen. Your mind, you want it to think right and be strong. You don't want to be a feeble-minded person. Amen. So everywhere you're blessed, you're going to find increase. You're going to find the strength of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so here, when it says, bless the Lord, even though it could be understood as praise and worship, it always could be understood as increasing the Lord. We increase the Lord most definitely. If you don't increase the Lord in your life, the devil will certainly steal, kill, and destroy any witness you have. Amen? So we are called to be a, a, a blessing to the name of the Lord. Our lives are to cause the name of the Lord to be known, to be seen, and as much as possible, understood. Amen? Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That word soul is talking about your life. This particular place of scripture is not talking about just your mental faculties, your mind, will, and emotions. This is talking about you as a living entity before God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Cause the name of the Lord to increase. Cause the Lord to be known in a greater way. Oh, my soul or oh, my life or through my life. Hallelujah. We should present ourselves as a living sacrifice, the book of Romans says. We're to live sacrificially unto God. We're to live to be a blessing to the Lord, to cause His name to increase and our name to decrease. Hallelujah. Amen? That if our names increase, His name should be higher yet. As people know you, they come to know you as a believer in Jesus. They come to know you as one that believes God and walks according to his word. And this is the greatest praise of all, dear ones. It's wonderful to have that private time where you spend, you know, that time with God. But day in, day out, we should be giving our lives to Jesus. We should be living unto God. Therefore, we are a praise to his name. Hallelujah. Glory. We're drawing near to God that we might walk before men as we first walk before God. Amen. We love the Lord and we love our neighbor as ourselves. Praise God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Hallelujah. All that is within me. Spirit. All that is within me. Thought. All that is within me, aspirations, desires, all that is within me, 
that which is the core of who you are, the very center of your being, all that is within you. Praise God. Let it be in the Lordship of Jesus. Bless, there it is again, bless, cause increase of his holy name. Praise God. Bless his holy name. Praise God. Dear ones, as you live and move and have your being in God, as you live with this desire, this priority one in your life, to be one that blesses the Lord, to cause his name to be known, his, his very uh, character, his person, if you will, God himself, to be known through you. Dear ones, you're going to draw near to God. And look out. He's going to be drawing near to you like you've never known before. Praise God. Well, God bless you. I call you to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Call upon him to save you and deliver you from the power of sin. Cause for his power to destroy every yoke of bondage from the wicked one. That you might live free and free indeed. God bless you.